What's up? What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Plant Wind Down Podcast. It is your girl, Veronica, aka Brown Skin Plant Mama. And I'm riding solo for a couple of episodes of the Plant Wind Down. My beautiful co-host, Jade, the Black Plant Chick, will be back with us soon. I am really excited, y'all, about our guest today. Season two is all about featuring other folks on the Plant Wind Down Podcast. And you can hear my beautiful baby in the background. He is grunting. He's taking a nap. So we're going to hope that he cooperates. But if he don't, y'all going to be all right because we keep it real over here. But I'm excited about my friend, the other V, Victoria Cooper. V, Victoria Cooper. That's what I'm going to start referring to you as when I see you on the street. What's up, V, Victoria Cooper? (laughs) (laughs) I have so many nicknames. Really? So many different nicknames. I do. Give me another nickname. I have V, Vic. V Vic v, Vicky Coop Coop. I'm not calling you Coop. Yes. V V Coop V Coop on Instagram, guys. V underscore Coop on Instagram. But yeah, um, I have a, a bunch of different nicknames. I honestly think Veronica is because for some reason the letter V. I know you can relate. How many times have people said Virginia, Vanessa? Yeah. Like for some reason people can't get the V's. That's not the my v name. names, right? That's not my name. Yeah, I, I get called. I get called a lot of different things starting with the letter B. I always get called Victoria. Always, always. I get I get Veronica a lot. I, I get find Veronica it disrespectful. Right. I feel like there's not an effort to get it right. Like that's just the easy name. You know my name ain't Victoria. Why are you calling me that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't. So it's kind of it's kind of cool that we bonded. Um, I bonded with um somebody named Veronica and you. <laughs> Find it with somebody named Victoria. <laughs> I know, right? We're like, I get called you all the time, girl. But y'all, today we are going to get right into it. Happy Women's History Month. We're celebrating all women um, this month. Emphasis on all women. Um, but today we are going to talk about a pretty um, important topic to me. One that I think that I have dealt with personally. One that I am always, always, always hearing women talk about their struggles with and how they have to come to terms with this idea of imposter syndrome. And I'm sick of it. Like I got to the point in my life where I'm sick of it. I'm sick of feeling it. I'm sick of, of experiencing it. And I'm sick of women talking about how it holds them back. So y'all are in for a treat because Victoria is a dope black woman, just dope. But she is also a dope black therapist. Okay. Get y'all life together. Okay. okay? Get y'all pads ready for the gems that she's going to drop um, on y'all. And I wish that y'all were on the video that I see her because her face, she got her game face on y'all. And she is ready to give the people um, what they need to hear when it comes to um, imposter syndrome. But first, Victoria, what I want you to do is introduce yourself to those who are listening in. Let them know who you are before we get into our content this afternoon. Yeah, thank you for the beautiful introduction already. Yeah, my name is Victoria. I am a licensed therapist and a licensed behavioral specialist. Um, I own a private practice called The Consulting Firm, where we offer solution-focused therapy to leaders, executives, business owners, 
just anybody that is in need of um, support. So it's what I do. I've been in the field for the past 14 years. I absolutely love it. Um, thank you for the, the compliment on my appearance. I'm highlighting it because I think it's important to remember that we're all human. And the past couple weeks, I was joking with Veronica earlier, the past couple weeks, I've been just wearing like a hoodie and like no makeup, chilling, seeing my clients, new clients. And they're like, okay, we see the girl online. She looks pretty polished, but this girl looks like she's from Wishlist. <laughs> this is what I got on Wish. <laughs> but my, my mind is still sharp. So ultimately, most importantly, despite any any sort of educational background or anything else that I bring to the table, most importantly, I am human, um, just like everybody else. And a lot of the, the reasons why I have the skill set that I have is because of learning from fellow humans and my clients and friends and the people that are around me. So everything that um, I hope to share that you guys learn and gain from today um, are things that we all learn from each other. Absolutely. I love mm -hmm. this. Y'all um, Y'all get to hear Jade and I talk about this all the time, how we show up for each other. And I am really excited because Victoria and I are friends first, right? Like I have her as a guest on the podcast because I think that she is, I know she's dope at what she does. Um, and so we have sister girl conversations all the time, but I am so excited to see her on, right? Like ready to deliver. Um, cause we have our own sidebar conversations about our revelations and things of that nature. But the plant wind down podcast is all about making sure that we bring the real right to you all who are listening, who take your time to hear what it is that we have to say and take your time to tune into the folks that we have on the show. But I'm really excited for Victoria to really um, bring her her professional side of um, the conversation to you all, because I am going to be able to learn from her right now also. Um, and so I'm excited. But when we talk about imposter syndrome, so let's just go right into it. Some of you may be familiar with imposter syndrome. Some of you may be hearing it for the first time, um, but we don't want to give you a textbook definition, right? You all can go ahead and look that up on your own with the good old Auntie Google. Um, but Victoria, in your own terms, if you could just break it down in a couple of words so the people who are listening for the first time and they may not be familiar with what imposter syndrome is, if you can share with us what imposter syndrome is, your own definition, maybe your own personal experience with it, and then just get right into the message that you have to give, particularly to women, um, because again, we are celebrating Women's History Month, and this is our gift to you all, um, female listeners who need to really hear a word and, and really get out of what might be holding you back. So I'm going to give the floor over to you, Victoria. Yeah, thank you. And um, I think if we're going to highlight, you know, Women's History Month, then let's highlight a little bit of the history behind imposter syndrome and how it started, because it was something that was created by women, two, two professors um, in the 1970s. It's funny because imposter syndrome is like a hot topic right now, I think since the pandemic. And I have a theory about that. Um, but Imposter syndrome was a term that was created in the 1970s by um, two professors who wanted to study how women perceived themselves in the workplace. Mm -hmm. And although they were very good at what they did, these women that they were studying and, and, and understanding, although they were very good at what they, they did and their performance was, was very high and effective, um, a lot of them did not give themselves credit for it or like 
credit because of how hard or how much work they put into their craft. A lot of times they looked into it as like it was just luck. It just so happens that they have happened to be good, but it wasn't so much that they were educated and they applied themselves and they worked really hard. So when these two professors started studying it, they found that there were a lot of women who could identify with imposter syndrome. And they found that um, the, the prime reason why that was happening was because of stereotypes and keeping, keeping these women in a box mm-hmm. where um, there were assumptions that women were not high achievers. Um, they also found that there were a lot of family dynamics and cultural variables that played a role, whether it was race or just where you're from and people just speaking into you and Mm -hmm. allowing you to believe that you weren't good enough and you weren't credible enough. And these things were, in a sense, becoming self-fulfilling prophecies or manifesting, which is why these women were having a hard time recognizing the value and skill set that they brought to the table. That's interesting that you just said that too, right? Because when we think about societal norms or even cultural norms that may um, validate right? The idea of imposter syndrome. When you think about the first thing that came to mind for me was ministry, right? When you think about Mm -hmm. religious practices and who is allowed to do what, why do we have that, right? Like where is a woman's Mm -hmm. quote unquote place, um, whether it be in ministry, in the home, in the workplace, um, all of these different role identifications on someone else, it seems defining where women should be placed, right? Yeah. And what their role yeah. should be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, pretty much that's how, that's how it came about with these identifying these roles and societal norms and, and all of these things. Um, and I have a theory that, you know, we started hearing a lot about imposter syndrome more during the pandemic. I don't know if you've noticed that. Like yeah. imposter syndrome wasn't really something that was um, commonly spoken about prior to the pandemic, even though it was something, a term that was coined in the 1970s. And I feel mm-hmm. like when we hit the pandemic, a lot of people started questioning their existence, their purpose, the things that they wanted to do with their lives. A lot of people started um, tapping into themselves and their own abilities and career changes and like just what they wanted to prioritize. And then another thing was people started prioritizing their mental health as well. Mm -hmm. So when you combine all of those things and then you just kind of like pull up a little Rolodex, it's like, oh, imposter syndrome. (laughs) that could be a thing (laughs) again (laughs) you know I I find that interesting I actually um I did find it a little bit more on the tip of people's tongue during the pandemic um Mm -hmm. in this pandemic because we're clearly not out of it yet but my experience being in education it has always been a conversation especially mm-hmm. in higher education, um, especially when you think of people going outside of the norms of doing their job, right? And they may be entering another field or maybe they've decided to do some facilitation or some side gig stuff where they're like, do I really belong here? Um, I'm the only mm-hmm. one in the room, right? Like as a mm-hmm. Black woman in higher ed in a very predominantly white space, um, working for mm-hmm. an or- a men's organization that is predominantly white right like entering into those spaces it's like you question how did i get here that that's where i yeah kind of like 
my journey has led. It's not so much as to, am I really worthy of being here? But more so, how did I get into this space? That's the leading Mm -hmm. question, right? And can I survive really in this space? Um, So when you think about your own experience with maybe even navigating um, the thought of imposter syndrome for yourself, how did that show up for you? And, And what were some things that you really did to kind of snap out of that mindset because it can really be the um it can be constricting right to your mind mm-hmm. and what somebody thinks that they're able to do based upon this theory i'm gonna call it the theory of imposter syndrome yeah i love that you called it a theory too and we'll definitely circle to that but um yeah the how did i get here uh, i definitely resonate with that especially when you are on this journey and you look around you throughout the journey and you don't really see people that look like you mm-hmm. and um, i understand that that can also vary depending on where you live right so somebody like me who's been in my field for quite some time and then i offer a specialized service When I look around and I see that there's not a lot of people who um, look like me that are offering this service and there's not a lot of people who look like me that are seeking the service, Mm -hmm. you start questioning like, am I even supposed to be here? What am I doing here? Is this something that I'm even doing right? Like you start, you start evaluating and questioning and, and, and wondering a variety of different things. And again, that could vary, you know, depending on the city that you live in, depending on the people that you're around, but oftentimes... Um, that's where imposter syndrome comes from is when you feel like you are outside of the norm, you know, and you, you start wondering and questioning it. And, and I love how you differentiated between like what imposter syndrome looks like for you versus what it may look like for somebody else. When you said like, how did I get here? And then there's some people that are like, am I worthy of being here? Mm -hmm. Um, other question is like, is somebody going to catch me if I'm here? Is somebody going to expose me if I'm doing this? Like, is it worth trying? Should I even attempt at doing this? Who am I? Is this, am I sure this is, this is what I stand for? So anytime you have a moment where you question something that is truly a part of you and who you are, those are all signs of imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. You know what I I like? I like to break that down more. I'm sorry, I like to break that down more and tie it with any sort of feelings of anxiety that you might have as well. Yeah. Here's what I don't understand about, and I'm glad we're having this conversation. I feel like people need to have more conversations about this theory because it it would allow for individuals to unpack and kind of identify where these thoughts come from, um, where Mm -hmm. were they birthed, right? And and how are we continuing to feed them? But when I think about... um, when individuals experience imposter syndrome in one way or another, and the question of being exposed comes up, exposure for me means that um, that something is revealed, right? Like that's what exposure mm-hmm. is in, in its definition. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to questioning like your worth or your ability to be somewhere, it's like that exposure in that sense to me means a falsity, so mm-hmm. how are we getting from the point of which we have entered a space that we know we are qualified and skilled at to a quick shift of a mindset of being exposed? Exposed to what? Mm-hmm. 
like you know what you know, right? You are absolutely skilled right. and worthy of being in whatever space you are qualified to be in. Yet this very prominent idea and very constricting idea um, has the ability to get us off track. Why do you think that is? Yeah, I definitely think it's tied to anxiety and knowledge. So being around a certain space or um, a group of people and then testing your knowledge Mm -hmm. and then maybe them asking you something that you're not knowledgeable in. And because you're not knowledgeable in it, there there's an assumption that people are going to expose you or assume Mm -hmm. that you're not valuable or that you're not knowledgeable of your subject at hand. Mm -hmm. And something, you know, and that's okay. Right. Like, Like, I don't know. Yeah. So like, for example, this is like the the most basic, the most basic um, example of it is like you and I, right? When we were planning this and talking about it and you were like, how much time do you need to prepare? Get prepared and then, you know, we'll do it. And so there was a part of me in my mind. I'm like, what do I need to prepare for? Mm. I'm like pulling things up. I'm like trying to read. I'm like, is Veronica going to ask me something that I don't know? And then, like, mm-hmm. th- I won't be able to deliver that to the people? Like, or am I good and secure with what I have now? And am I confident enough to say, I don't know, when Veronica asked me something that I may not be knowledgeable in and receive the fact that I don't know everything? Mm-hmm. That's excellent. But when you don't get to those spaces, yeah. huh? I said it takes some humility to be able to to own that, especially in a field like yours where you are expected, to, you just expected to know. I don't know if that's yes. fair. But there's a there's a lot of professionals like that. You included all of us, where we go and we like are are good at what we do, but then at one point, and there's some people that create some sort of fear or anxiety behind it, and then there's some people that decide not to allow that to control them but Mm -hmm. anything that we are exposed to or any craft that we're in there's a high probability that somebody is going to ask us something that we're not knowledgeable in or maybe like test us and it's okay if we don't know it and it doesn't mean that we're not valuable or knowledgeable in the the stuff that we do or within our craft but if you perseverate on those things so much to the point that it makes you question yourself then we have a problem. We need to talk. We need to talk. We need to talk. We need to keep talking. (laughs) Yeah. Seriously. So I'm going to get out of the way. Those are all the questions that I have. I really wanted people to be able to just get a baseline um, idea of what the history, and I'm glad that you broke it down to the historical perspective of how this idea even came to be. Um, And for you all who are familiar with it or have even experienced it, maybe we have talked through some things that have allowed for you to pinpoint some aha moments for yourself. But Victoria is about to bring the heat, y'all. So... Get ready. Ah, uh, we outside. We doing a we doing a combo back and forth, just like this. I know, flow, but so. I still I still want you to be able to give give some. So here's the question. Then the question is, what gems do you have for those who are truly? Um, I'm not talking about people who are like in and out and kind of like navigating it. And, you know, some of the things that we even talk about, like we know we dope as hell. Right. There is no mm-hmm. doubt. We know that we're dope. There are some folks who are really stuck 
in this mindset and and can't really find them their way out. And so I want you to provide them with a space of um, gym sharing and knowledge sharing and maybe even some encouragement around, sis, how you get yourself out of it. Yeah, I think the I think the first thing we need to do and. A lot of the times I say that when you come to therapy, yes, there's things that need to be unpacked and there's things that need to be processed and we gather a variety of different tools and things like that. But when it when it comes to overcoming any of our struggles, the first thing you want to do is switch perspectives, right? And so when we think about imposter syndrome and maybe what it does for us or how it makes us feel, it's going to be really important if we want to move forward, if we want to be successful and heal, we have to identify ways to desensitize that that meaning to us. Mm-hmm. You know, like every time we think about a certain concept or phenomenon or situation or person, place or thing, mm-hmm. it has a, 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 va- a variety of intensity or meaning for us. Something might like mean more to you than it means more to me. And so when we think about, you know, us feeling stuck, right? It's because the concept of imposter syndrome and those fears is really intense and it has a lot of meaning. So if we want to work through that, we need to desensitize ourselves from that. We need to minimize. When you say desensitize, right? Some people who are stuck are so vulnerable and within it, they don't know which way to go. Like they don't know how Mm -hmm. to, you know, I think for you and I, we, we can get to a certain level and point and then we'd be like, no bitch, snatch like <laughs> snatch up out of this. Right. This is right. not where this is not where we're gonna go. But some people don't know how to find their way out and, and get to that point of desensitization of it. Yeah. And what you mentioned about like just kind of being able to check ourselves, if you're if you're struggling with that internal dialogue and being able to work through these things on your own, absolutely you need to reach out for help. You need to reach out for help. I always say start with a professional first. Um, If you're not able to connect with a therapist or a coach or just anybody that's going to motivate you, talk to your friends about it. Go online and read about it. Uh, Go on YouTube. Like, find something or some sense of support if you are feeling that stuck. Mm -hmm. You know, and oftentimes when we are in a space where we can't get out of it, it, it's also a sign of, like, isolation, you know, because we're in this this journey or situation by ourselves. So the first thing is please connect with somebody, connect with me, connect with a therapist, connect with somebody. And the goal is we really want to, when we think about imposter syndrome and we're talking about desensitizing the situation, we really want to humanize others as much as we humanize ourselves because we're sitting here putting ourselves on a lower, a lower scale and putting everybody else here on this higher, this higher, um, what's the word that I want to use? Like just on a higher level than us and thinking and questioning ourselves and not being good enough or wondering if we're going to be exposed. But the reality is everybody is as human as you. Mm -hmm. And when you can see that, then there's no fear associated with being exposed or, wondering what our values are or who we are and what we bring to the table because everybody is on the same exact playing field. That's very true. That's very true. Mm-hmm. I think that's what mm-hmm. a lot of, I can imagine, I don't think, cause I'm, I'm not a celebrity here. I don't know, but I can imagine that celebrities really struggle with that, right? Like not being yeah. seen as human or even not being able to see other people as human because they're in such a competitive 
light and profession of you're seeing all the time, mm-hmm. right? And so you want to be able to get that next gig. And so you're constantly working, 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 working. There is no humanization of self or others, right? And so mm-hmm. um, what I'm hearing you say also from both of those two tips is how do we interrupt those thoughts, right? Like the first step is being able to interrupt those things um, that we think are true that are that are not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it's going to be really important to, and, and when we think about, um, you know, minimizing, I, I also want to highlight too, because when we hear the word syndrome, like, let's be real here. When you hear the word syndrome, it's, it's pretty intense. I, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a medical word. Like mm-hmm. it's, there's a, there's a lot of, there's mm-hmm. a lot of other yeah, there's it's like a disease, it's like a thing, you know, like I have a syndrome, like oh my god, something wrong with me. So like <laughs> when you hear that, and this is this is a part of like desensitizing it, right? And not making it so big. I have this um thing when I talk about it, I have this like image of like two stick figures, right? And there's like one that's smaller and the other one's like bigger, and it's like just towering over the one. And imagine like your hands out and you're like clawing at it, right? And a lot of times when we think about imposter syndrome, it's like that bigger person or stick figure that is towering over this little person, which is like us. And we're like, you know, scared because this imposter syndrome, sickness, disease, vile thing is after us. <laughs> when really, like, it's going to be really important to, to switch that perspective where we're the bigger thing. And then when we have moments of anxiety or moments where we're nervous, which is normal, we can look down at it and say, okay, I'm having a moment. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to see it yeah. for what it is. Mm-hmm. I'm going to look down at it to understand it, mm-hmm. to break it down, and to continue to shrink that so I can move on and move forward. But I that think, like, too. go ahead. No, I'm just, like, really letting that sink in. That whole, just that, that ability, just what you said of breaking that down of, like, no, what's the bigger factor and what's the smaller factor? That for yeah. me was like, wow. Yeah. And so like, let's, let's desensitize a little bit more, right? So when we think about that big word, imposter syndrome, again, and like the word syndrome, there's a lot of associations with that that can be really scary. But imposter syndrome and that term is so small that it's not even something that I can diagnose you with. It's mm-hmm. just the phenomenon. So when we hear imposter syndrome, don't think like, I have so many clients or potential clients that will DM me, they will call me, they will email me and be like, help me, I have imposter syndrome, I'm dying. It's like, girl, it's not that big of a deal. Like, mm-hmm. let's, talk let's minim- that every week. <laughs> yeah, like, let's, let's minimize that, right? Because every single one of us are human. Right. And we go through things and we experience things. And when there are blessings in line or maybe opportunities, we always want to be our best. So we're going to question or we're going to feel a certain way or we're going to double check to make sure we foot the bill. That is normal. That is natural. But we associate the word syndrome and like we amplify these feelings that we have because it's such a hot topic Mm -hmm. to the point that it creates a thing in us that does not have to be as big as a a deal as it's being made right now. 
That is so true. Yo, that is going to stick with me. I have, I don't think I've ever looked at it that way when I've been working my way through the thoughts that I've had that, you know, resonate with the imposter theory um, phenomenon. Mm -hmm. I love the way that you um, broke that down. Mm -hmm. I've never thought as myself is bigger than, and those things kind of coming up, it's always been for me a battle of getting through, you know, or overcoming it. Right. Versus yeah. to the side. I just like, I think about like kicking, <laughs> like kicking a little pesty, a little pesty dog that keeps like chawing at your, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it keeps like chawing at your, um, chewing at your ankles. You're like, yeah. That's, that's exactly what it is. It's just like a little, a little annoying chihuahua dog. I probably y'all have chihuahua dogs. No shade to the chihuahuas. But it's like that, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, I, I think that we then take it to a place where we have to start taking ownership of our lives, right? And when we think about imposter syndromes, like, get out of that mind. And and I love to process and support my clients, but I also would love um, love to hold them accountable, right? And so there's a lot of moments where it's going to be important, even in moments with imposter syndrome, to check ourselves and be like, we're not victims here. Like, I get it. Sometimes people have put us in boxes, right? Sometimes people have assumed we're a certain way. Sometimes we question ourselves or we assume we're a certain way. But the reality is we're not victims and we have to take ownership for the skill sets and the values and the, the dope shit that we bring. Can Absolutely. I say that word? Absolutely. Girl. The, the dope shit that we bring to the table. Yes, the dope shit. We cuss on right? the Wind Down podcast. Okay. <laughs> So, yeah, so it's about ownership, you know, and it's about recognizing that the concept, which is just a concept Mm -hmm. of imposter syndrome is a choice. You have a moment. You don't have to. I'm going to use a plant reference. Maybe it's a bad bad reference. You got a little weed up in there. You got a little plant weed. You don't have to water it. You don't. You You don't have to water it. Let it die. Let let that shit dry in the sun. Oh, let it let it dry in the sun. Sun is light. Light is good things. Let those great things that you bring to the table outshine that small thing that doesn't even feed or serve you. Imposter syndrome is absolutely a choice. So, like, if you are having a moment where you are stuck, listen to this podcast so that you can get something and move start somewhere with just. So true. It is. Y'all, did y'all hear what she said? Imposter phenomenon is a choice. So what are you choosing to believe? What are you choosing to do to move forward? Y'all, oh my goodness. That was, if y'all ain't heard imposter syndrome broken down in this way, please share it with somebody who needs to hear it because there are so many things that we allow Um, our minds to fall victim to. Um, And then we think because we've made up in our minds that we are stuck and we can't get out of it, right? I am going to share this podcast with um, a friend that I just saw last night. She is remarkable. She's so talented. Um, Her husband even says she's so talented and he identified she doesn't think that she's good enough, but she's more 
than mm-hmm. good enough. Mm-hmm. She is so talented in many different areas. And so she's trying to navigate, you know, where do I move forward next? Right. Or, you know, a lot of people struggle with it when they may have gone to school for one thing. Don't do that. Have some other passions that they really, really want to do. And when they've left that kind of formalized training of what they've gotten that degree in, they're no longer in that work and they're trying to find their way through something else that provides them with that light that you talked about. Those type of inklings creep up. Oh, well, you went to school Mm -hmm. for this, you're not doing it. What makes you think you're qualified to do this? You haven't done, you haven't gone and got formal training in that, right? Like, or you're not on the, um, you've never been to school for interior design, right? But you have a passion for it, right? And you have redone your whole house to the point in which you want it to look like how you want it to look like, but you don't think that you can compete or write content about it because- yeah. You know, like all these different ideas and things. And I tried to really share with her, like, your shit is dope. I told her, I said, do you think that I would have asked you to come to your house and do um, a photo shoot for my next upcoming project if I thought what you did on your account was not dope? And that's what's so important, too, is just sticking with your community, right? So your community to her. But then also to owning what you have. Start with just owning what you have and let it grow from there. Mm -hmm. So when you have a moment, even if like you have more potential than you're actually seeing in the moment, just start with what you can own and see and focus on that and your community and let it grow there until you feel like you can comfortably expand or when you recognize that it is anxiety and you need to move past that because the number one thing, it's so funny that imposter syndrome is like popping right now. And a lot of people are talking about it and processing it. But the one thing I like to highlight is like another reason why it's being, (laughs) Lord help me. Another reason why it's being like talked about right now is because there are a lot of imposters out here, like scamming people. So while the genuine people are sitting here scared to fly, like, I have imposter syndrome. I'm scared. I don't see my value. There are real ass imposters out here in these streets. Like, okay, while you sitting scared and while I'm going to convince you that you're scared because you're not good enough, you're a woman, you're a minority, you're A, B, and C, I'm going to go and take all your blessings. Deuces. Like, that's another factor that we have to be aware of and stay woke up. Like, while we're sitting here scared, there are people that wish they had the skill sets that we bring to the table who are flying. Mm-hmm. Making sure and I'm that. like, yeah, let's keep, let's keep talking about imposter syndrome for these people who are scared and insecure so I could go and take their blessings. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's a fact, honey. That's a whole word. <laughs> yes. And it's so funny too, that um, I, d- I did a workshop uh, the other day and I use right now in, in, pop culture or whatever culture it is, Netflix culture, there's like three three shows on imposters who are like multi-millionaires and they were able to like become successful and move through things all because they believed in themselves. Oh like child. they didn't even they didn't even have the skill set. They just believed <laughs> in themselves. Imagine believing in yourself and having the skill set. Come on. Some powerful things can happen. Listen to right? that again. Imagine for those of you who know that you have what it takes, imagine having the skill set and the belief. Like the question for you then is what's possible? 
Like start asking yourself what's possible versus convincing yourself of what's not possible. Like I get so tired of hearing people talk about and tell people what's not possible for Mm -hmm. them. Maybe that's not possible for you. Don't come over here with that energy. Right. We don't need that energy. We need some folks who are going to be cheering us on. And that's another thing too. I think it's important for you all to be mindful of the company that you keep in your space. Like keep it sacred. Keep it sacred. Everybody does not deserve your time, your energy, um, Mm -hmm. and to be around you. Because if they are not on the same wavelength as you, um, energy is real, right? Like if you are around a lot of ain't shit people, you ain't going to be shit. They will push their own impositions and imposter stuff and like their own fears onto you. Whether it's intentional or unintentional, it is incredibly important to be mindful of who you're around and who you're telling your 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 life to or your story to, Mm -hmm. because that energy, I'm telling you, yeah, and your hopes and your dreams. Like there are certain folks that I know I can share what it is that I want to work on. Like I tell Victoria a lot of things that are coming up for me, Um, and there are some folks who I know I can't tell because they they have an envious spirit and they're going to try to talk me down from what it is that I aspire to do. Many, many, many times, right? But I'm okay and I'm comfortable with knowing that. Um, and I'm also comfortable with sharing with the folks who feel like they can just give me unsolicited <laughs> feedback, insight, or advice. Yeah. That's not the company or energy I'm trying to keep right now. So um, be bold in that, y'all. Be bold in who it is that you are around and the energy that you receive um, and the advice that you receive as well. All advice ain't good advice. Everybody does not have your best intention um, when it comes to mm-hmm. what you can aspire to be and do. And so um, a lot of that mindset training and the mindset shifts that we're asking you all to make as you move through this imposter phenomenon is going to require you to make some probably hard choices on who it is that you're around and who you give your time Yeah. Um, to is sacred. Think of it as sacred. I do not like my time to be wasted. <laughs> I hate my mm-hmm. time to be wasted. Um, and so I'm very intentional about who who I give it to. Yeah. And and I think it's important to be intentional about giving that time to ourselves too. We don't spend enough a lot enough time reflecting mm. and processing on our own. I've I've noticed that. We don't. And so I think it's going to be important to do that. Even if your day is bland, even like take the time to reflect at the end of the day or midday or in the morning. If you have to write it down, if you have to jot things down, like if you have to hype yourself up. Um, I have a, it's so funny. I have a client who I like, we call it Issa days from Insecure Mm -hmm. where, you know, like Issa be like talking in the mirror and just saying things. Like I tell her, like have your Issa days where you just need to have a moment, reflect, hype yourself up, validate, get things off your chest, clear and connect with yourself. I I'm telling that. you, it it works and it it will help you feel better. You know what? I'm going to start doing that with Hunter. Do that with y'all kids too, y'all. Raise them what it is that they can um, feel and be able to accomplish um, at such a mm-hmm. young age. I love that. I love that a lot. Yeah, have your Easter days. Yeah, Easter days. I'm going to have me an Easter day today. 
I'm gonna record my Easter day and I'm gonna send it to you, Victoria. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for it. I'm here for it. <laughs> and send it to you. Any last things that you want to share with the listeners um, before we head out? And I also want you to share where can people find you, um, your social media handles. Um, and I also want you to um, tell folks about your brand too. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, my last thoughts is just stay connected with community. If you don't know where to start, community is a great place to start. Um, that can be whether it's online via this podcast, work your way up, right? And then connecting with people in real time. Um, and then remember that this is something that is completely in your control. And it's important to humanize everybody else the same way that you humanize yourself. Mm-hmm. And that this is something that you can definitely overcome and overpower instead of letting it overpower you. I love that. So those are my words of encouragement for you Beautiful. And um, about my brand, where can I be found? I can be found on Instagram or Facebook. Um, the consulting firm LLC is uh, the handle on Facebook. VCoop is my personal. I get a lot of people that follow me on my personal and they like expect me to throw a lot of therapeutic stuff on there. And I don't. I no. do when I feel led, but like it's just my life. And sometimes, it. <laughs> yeah, it's just my life. And I love to post things like that because it's so important to just see other humans be human and be authentic and natural and just like themselves. So I like to post things that are just either feel good things or basic things. I'm not a, I don't dwell on negative things a lot and I don't believe I'm believe in projecting it. So you won't get that on my page, but if you just want to see everyday living, just random shit. She's mad funny. The underscore coop. (laughs) You want to see my family act up, like all of those things. The underscore coop is my personal. The consulting <laughs> firm LLC is um, our our business page. And then I have um, a passion business or a passion project, my baby, which is Bossa Body, B-A-S-S-A-B-O-D-Y. Um, and we have natural deodorant, which it's is good for you. Fruit. It's made with a lot of love. Um, and yeah, so, so check those things out and then send me a message and let me know what you think about, about this podcast episode. Yes. Y'all go on Bossa Body's, um, Instagram page and website. I'm telling y'all this deodorant (laughs) will save your life. You can put it everywhere. Like you can put it everywhere. I'm telling y'all I'm breastfeeding under the boob. Boom. Boob sweat. Listen, get your life together. What I did not know you put me onto this is the feet. Yes, your feet. Your feet. I have some people. It's, yes, it's for men and women. We have a baking soda base, and then we have a magnesium base for those who are more acidic and sensitive to baking soda. So I have some, some women who are going through, like, hormonal changes or even like parents who are noticing their kids are going through their own, like, <laughs> growing into their hormones and their changes. And they, they use it for their feet you know, areas, certain private areas under their arms, anywhere that needs to be kept fresh and dry. So it's a good product. It is. It's an amazing product. Um, I love Basavati. Um, 
Y'all, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. Um, we love you all on the Plant Wind Down podcast. You know where you can find us on all social media handles, the Plant Wind Down. And if you have something that you want to share about um, takeaways from this episode, you can email us at theplantwindown at gmail.com. If you are interested in hearing a particular topic, you know where to find us, theplantwindown at gmail.com. And until next time, y'all, be good and well. Bye-bye. Bye.